Good morning, and we are joined at this time by uh, Dr. David Welsh. And uh, good morning to you, Dr. Welsh. How are you doing this morning? Doing okay. Thank you for asking. And good to have you back on the program once again. And uh, we've been talking about, uh, of course, uh, you're uh, getting over a respiratory uh, ailment, and uh, that's kind of what uh, this time of year is, uh, respiratory illnesses. Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of gives me a little more empathy for my patients. There you go. And, uh, and of course, uh, a big thing that's been uh, in the news lately has been RSV. Now, can you kind of tell us a little bit about RSV, exactly uh, what this is? So RSV is respiratory syncytial virus. Um, it is something that's been around for a while. It affects um, very young um, children, particularly like premature babies um, and um kids who have multiple medical problems and may be immuno, a little bit immunocompromised. What people often forget is it can also affect our, our more senior citizens, especially those with uh, with pulmonary history, and maybe they're immunocompromised, you know, getting, getting chemotherapy on medications that might decrease their immune response. Um, but it's particularly tough on, um, on young children who, who might uh, who may be born premature and have underlying medical problems? Okay, so uh, and then uh, I understand that this is um, also kind of a a gateway a cause to uh, other uh, uh, inflammation and things of that nature and infection in the lungs. Correct. The thing that you worry about is it may start off with RSV and can progress to a bacterial pneumonia. So if somebody's, you know, oh, my child just has the flu, just has a little respiratory thing, if they don't get better in the normal course of time, or if you're concerned, I would encourage Hoosiers um, to get those children to their providers to, to, to check things out to make sure it's not something more serious. And there is um, there is a subset of, of young people with RSV and older people who require hospitalization. And as far as the uh, symptoms and things to look for, uh, what are those? Well, they're, they're pretty classic for respiratory. They can have fever. They can they can be kind of wheezy. They can be a little bit short of breath. Um, kind of the typical things you might see with regular, uh, regular flu, uh, with common cold. They can have low-grade temperature. Um, the, the, the big thing is, oh, if... It seems to be worse than you normally see or seems to last longer or be more aggressive than you normally see, then it's a good idea to get things checked out. And there are ways to check them out um, when, when the child comes in, say, for instance, in the emergency department. They're, they're going to do some, some blood work. They're gonna, they may do a chest X-ray. They may do some uh, swabs um, to check um, for uh, RSV and other conditions. And as far as uh, care and things of that nature, uh, what are uh, some of those methods? So the, the big thing is most of the time it's, it's supportive care. So, you know, when they, when they get these type of respiratory conditions, they may not feel like eating. So they could get dehydrated. So there may be fluids. Uh, they, they may need some extra help with Tylenol. And, of course, in the kids, we don't use the aspirin. Uh, so, you know, Tylenol may be that's things that they need and in the hospital setting. We even have IV Tylenol available. But they also may need some additional help. They may need some, some breathing treatments. They may, do, may need to, if they progress to a bacterial infection, they may need antibiotics. But a, a virus, we don't treat with antibiotics, but it, if it leads to bacterial infection, we do. 
And as far as uh, transmission, uh, how is it usually transmitted and uh, how can people uh, go about uh, uh, avoiding transmission from uh, loved ones and friends? So it's, a, it's a respiratory virus, so we're, I think everybody's kind of well-versed on that for the last few years. You worry about close contact, um, people coughing, uh, uh, it can, uh, the, the virus is in, is in the, uh, it can be aerosolized, so um, follow the rules. To, to avoid it, follow the rules that mom and grandma taught us, you know, wash your hands, uh, keep your distance from folks who are, who are sick. Um, if you're concerned that... Um, that you have a respiratory virus, virus, you don't want to give it to somebody. You certainly can can wear a mask around those immunocompromised individuals. Um, you're, you're certainly going to be in close contact to um, your your little ones. So um, in, in those cases, you want to use the best precautions you can. You're not going to be able to be a distance from them, but you know, watch for symptoms yourself. Wash your hands after after close contact. Um, just the common sense things that mom taught us. And, of course, uh, we've had a lot of attention for uh, as far as um, increased uh, hospitalizations and uh, you know, pediatric wards uh, being uh, pretty much overrun. Um, are we seeing that uh, around our general area? Um, we have, um, and primarily at the children's hospitals. Uh, the emergency departments have seen some um, but the, um, a lot of those really sick kiddos uh, will may very likely end up at the, at the children's hospital. We're, we're fortunate where we're at, where we have three good ones to, to choose from. If, a, if a, you, know, you have a pediatric patient with a bad respiratory situation, we, we've got uh, um, two, two in Indianapolis and, of course, Children's Hospital in Cincinnati. And then we also have the, the pediatric group, um, in town here from Children's Hospital, and we have wonderful uh, primary care uh, physicians um, in, in our area who are well-versed on evaluating and treating uh, folks with this condition. Okay, so it's not like uh, they're uh, being overwhelmed. I mean, they're having the, some cases, but they're not being overwhelmed. Is that, is that what I uh, understand correctly? So I think I think the local pediatric hospitals are, are, are feeling the, the, the feeling the brunt of the of the numbers. Okay, so for example, Children's in Cincinnati and uh, the Indianapolis Correct. hospitals. Okay, all right. And then uh, this is kind of a, comes at a really bad time. I mean, you still have uh, COVID around, obviously, but uh, also yeah. uh, heading into flu season seems like it's uh, what they've been calling the triple whammy. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's been, it's people have been a little bit uh, nervous about, uh, it, and of course, it maybe may have set the. Um, Maybe a little bit surprised a few folks because the last two years, uh, the numbers of RSV have been have been down. Uh, partly, I think, because of the precautions people were taking for COVID, because the things that help protect you from COVID also help protect you from RSV. Uh, but this is a really good time um, for folks to think about getting their flu shot. Um, there's the the bivalent COVID shot available for folks who um, who it's. Um, indicated if you have questions about that certainly bring it up with your your own physician they'll be happy to have that discussion with you but in, in indiana in the last seven days we, we've still had 4400 uh, covid cases and we're starting to, to see more uh, flu cases and then with that we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out we'll continue our conversation with dr david welsh right after this 
Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our chat with Dr. David Welsh. And, of course, he is also the uh, health officer for both Ripley and Franklin counties. And as far as uh, both counties are concerned, Dr. Welsh, uh, how are things going? Of course, we uh, talked in the previous segment about RSV and also uh, touched on the flu and COVID. But uh, overall, a uh, big picture, uh, how are things looking in uh, both uh, Ripley and Franklin counties? I think we're, if you look at the the state metrics, I think we're in one of the better areas right now. I have to tell you, I'm I'm very proud of Hoosiers in Franklin and Ripley County. I'm very proud of our health departments and and the the different stakeholders that are working together, whether it's the school nurses, um, the the nurse practitioners, the physicians. um, uh, I, I really am encouraged by how all these different groups work together and the, um, with the health departments, um, it's actually reassuring that they're getting, they're able to get back to all the other functions that they're expected and required to do. <clears throat> so making sure that um, inspections are being done, making sure people are getting their their um, inspections for septic systems, for restaurants, for um, all the other things that the health departments deal with, um, child safety, um, sleep safe, um, child care. Uh, car seat, make, uh, you can go to either department uh, to check and make sure that you are putting your car seat in your car for your child correctly. Uh, so we have certified folks in both those. So the fact that they're, both departments are able to get back to their more routine activities is really, is really heartwarming. And that's the thing that, uh, of course, uh, people the last uh, two years, uh, they think of the health department and, uh, of course, with the uh, the COVID uh, vaccines and clinics and uh, testing and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, there's uh, still obviously uh, a lot of those things that uh, we've talked about in the past, those uh, those everyday services that uh, you would mention. And uh, as far as, uh, you know, some other things that are uh, kind of looking ahead a little bit here, uh, as far as, uh, of course, we've got uh, Thanksgiving coming up in a couple of weeks. Now, um, you know, obviously, and we've talked about this in the past about uh, some of the uh, safety measures and things of that nature with food preparation. And uh, if you could, uh, if you can run down uh, some of those, if you would, please, Dr. Welsh. Oh, absolutely. So, the, again, we want to follow what Grandma and Ma taught us. You know, you keep the hot foods hot and the cold foods cold. You want to make sure that you use separate cutting boards or wash the cutting boards between cutting on any meat and cutting for uh, things that need to be kept cold, like fruit and melon and things along those lines. Um, you want to make sure things are thoroughly um, uh, thoroughly cooked and for the prescribed length of time. Um, you want to be careful, uh, as we you mentioned Thanksgiving, you want to make sure that you saw that turkey uh, appropriately and you don't have it sit out too long. One of the big mistakes I mentioned on the cutting boards that people will make is they'll cut up on meat. And then they'll use the same cutting board without adequate cleaning on on fruits, and you can cross contaminate. Um, and then when you, of course, have family and friends over, things set out. You don't want things to set out too long without it being 
on a hot plate without it being on something kept cold. Uh, we do have information out there for food safety and things, and things to watch for. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I grew up with, um, you know, my mom always stuffed the turkey, and they don't recommend that um, anymore because uh, the, the concern is things don't get um, cooked thorough enough and, um, and things can get cross, uh, cross-contaminated. So uh, we want to make sure everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. We want to make sure it, it's safe. Um, if something doesn't taste right, you know, you, you don't have to eat it, put, put it aside. Um, if, if you have questions about uh, food safety, if, if, if you're now the, the person who's doing the cooking for the, the family gathering and you have questions, please speak up. There's, there's a lot of different food resources out there for <coughs> good food safety. Um, and you want to make sure that when you prepare things um, in close proximity to the time that you're going to serve it. So uh, while it's good to have things prepared ahead, and then there's some things you can prepare ahead and refrigerate, um, but you still don't want to do it too soon in advance without without having uh, problems. But uh, food safety is something very important to uh, the local health departments and the state health departments. There's some good resources on our websites. There's some good resources on, on CDC. And not to, not to uh, plug one um, turkey manufacturer or another, I, I always remember each year that uh, you, there's uh, hotlines. I think Butterball and other companies have hotlines uh, if you have questions about how to safely cook that, that, uh, that turkey so you keep your family and friends uh, from getting sick. All right. So, again, uh, multiple resources as far as uh, food safety is concerned for uh, Thanksgiving, uh, which will be here before we know it. And, uh, and of course, uh, Dr. David Welsh, the uh, health officer for both Ripley and Franklin counties, also the uh, team physician for the Batesville Bulldogs. And uh, he'll be out on the field uh, tomorrow night as the uh, Bulldogs take on the Lawrenceburg Tigers down at the pit along the Ohio River and. uh uh, kudos to Dr. Welsh for playing hurt this morning for coming on the program. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, Dr. Welsh for coming on and uh, uh, soldiering through uh, your uh, get the respiratory uh, ailments and uh, take care, uh, stay well, and uh, we will talk to you once again down the road. Thank you very much, and I, I'd like to thank WRBI for all they do for the community. I have to tell you, when when Batesville Bulldogs played Centerville and won that game a couple weeks ago, it was reassuring to look up in the stands and see the WRBI banner knowing that they were uh, transmitting that uh, the calls of that game back home to the folks who couldn't make that long trip. Well, thank you, Dr. David Wesh. We, uh, we appreciate the kind words and uh, appreciate you coming on the program this morning. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend, everybody.